Hi, welcome to the LaShaw Studio Fujifilm GFX Camera System Podcast. This is episode seven. I'm going to begin this episode off with an announcement is that the GFX 100 has been discontinued in the Japan stores and that is going to be something that's going to be carrying over to all of the different outlets. The GFX 100 is a $9,000 camera, actually $10,000 when you add in all of the additional cost. And I've seen one secondhand as low as $4,500 and they were stating that it's in mint condition. So if you can get your hands on the GFX 100, go ahead and do it. I would prefer to have the 100S because it has a smaller form factor, but the but the 100 is built like a tank. It's completely weather sealed. It comes with two batteries. It's got all the photographic qualities and uh, features that the 100S has. One of the main issues you'll find with a lot of photographers is that they must, some of them just must have the latest equipment. When something new comes out and they have, uh, and they have the older version of it, is you know some of them believe that they have to have the newest one. And then you have those photographers that will not upgrade their equipment until it quits. So I kind of consider myself to be in the middle. I don't go out and grab the latest and the greatest because it's just been released. And yet I don't hold on to a piece of equipment until it just quits. I will do my research. And if something comes out and is worth me upgrading and I feel that it's going to enhance my business and my services, I'll go ahead and do it. I have a different approach than other photographers. Some photographers say, well, it's got to make the bottom line increase. Well, how do you rate that? How do you equate whether or not it makes the bottom line increase? So the way I look at it is, is if it's going to add additional quality to my work and if it's going to allow me to have some new features that I can incorporate into my photography business, which is going to allow me to have better services to actually promote to my customers, then, of course, I'm going to go ahead and get that gear. Don't get stuck on the GFX 100 being, you know, two or three years old. As I stated in one of my first podcasts, if you're a DLSR shooter and you can get your hands on a Nikon D800E or a D800, you have an awesome camera. And that camera came out in, if I'm not mistaken, 2013, 2012, something like that. And you have an awesome camera that will take, if not better photos, same equivalent photos with the same depth of field that you get when you buy these newer full-frame cameras, whether they're mirrorless or DLSR. There are a couple good places where you can buy cameras online, uh, secondhand. Adorama used apartment. Is great. B&H used department is great. And everybody's been talking about KEH. KEH is great as well, but I would rate Anorama a little bit higher than KEH. They're a much bigger company. They have much more equipment. And a lot of times their prices are much better. Not to say the KEH is not selling good stuff. That's not what I'm, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that uh, Anorama tends to have more of that same used equipment for a cheaper price. Hey, don't go jumping around the directory. We've got more coming up. We'll be right back. 
I would also encourage those users to have GFX camera systems that when you want to expand your lens collection, if you can find those lenses used, by all means, go ahead and buy them. I've bought two of the lenses that I have uh, used from Adorama, and they're in excellent condition. I bought the um, GF110 F2. I paid $1,900 for that lens. It normally sells for $2,700. And I bought the GF um, 63 millimeter from a local camera store. I got it for $800 and it was in excellent condition. It's still in excellent condition. There's no issues with either of the lenses. They take great photos. I don't, I don't have any issues with them at all. And um, so I was able to find some real good deals. So what software do I recommend for processing photos taken with the GFX camera system? DxO Photo Lab 6, Capture One Pro 23, and the latest version of Lightroom. The way that I would rank them is I would rank DxO Photo Lab 6 first, Capture One Pro 23 second, and then Lightroom third when processing any photos from any Fuji camera to include the GFX camera system. 90% of my photo shoots that I do, I use Capture One. I love the application. I love the workflow within Capture One. I love the new features that they just released. But when we're talking about rendering color from the camera, none of those applications can match DxO Photo Lab 6.3. The new wide gamut color feature that they have within the software is just mind-blowing and how it renders colors and details within those colors. It really, really does a good job. I would also say that DxO has the best profiles for the lenses. Lightroom just does not process the colors for a Fuji camera system well. I mean, there's just no other way for me to put it. It does very good for Canon, Nikon. It does well for those camera systems. It just doesn't do very well for the Fuji camera systems to include the GFX system. Now, when it comes to managing metadata information, I would rate Lightroom a little bit higher than Capture One and DxO. And the way that I would rate them would be Lightroom, Capture One, DxO. Uh, Lightroom is very good at managing your metadata information. It just doesn't do well with rendering colors from a GFX camera system. There is one huge shortcoming in DxO Photo Lab 6.3, and that is when you're integrating or when you're importing your photos, DxO doesn't have a uh, importing system that will take the photos and um, and place them in a certain location or even bring them into a database structure. It doesn't have that. Now, Capture One has where you can have the photos stored at a certain file location um, or you can bring them into an actual database but DxO Photo Lab doesn't have that. So you basically have to import your photos or save your photos off from your SD card to a location. And then you point the software to that location. And then from there is able to manage it. So I think that is a shortcoming there. Uh, when you think about it, 
it's just one extra step that you have to do. But outside of that, as far as processing, and one thing that you have to keep in mind as well, they have two different versions. They have the DXO Essential, and then they have the DXO Elite. I recommend purchasing the Elite. You you really need the Elite to get a lot of the features and everything that they have within that system. And there are two other applications that you can purchase as part of that Elite system and really get a good discount on it. And that would be DxO Film Pack 6, which would allow you to uh, add analog old camera film looks to your photos, negative film, positive film, in either color or black and white. And then they have DxO Perspective 4. That is a software that would allow you to do advanced keystoning if you're familiar with that process. And just to add, DxO also owns DxO NIC Collections. And that's a suite of software that comes with seven packages, which I recommend you have whether or not you're using Lightroom, Capture One, or DxO. Those plugins are simply amazing. Within two or three weeks, you will see a link on my podcast page and on my official webpage of documents and newsletters that I'm going to have available for individuals to be able to download to show you the proper way of how you clean your sensor, how to do editorial photography, which is the best lenses for portrait photography, that type of stuff. There are some people still prefer to have documents that they can actually refer to. They have an enjoyment of reading. And so... Uh, for those individuals that have sent me emails and asked me that I have any of this information written down, I do. I will make it available within the next two weeks, two to three weeks. Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe. Did you know, baby, that I'm not really human? So you don't have to be afraid of what I'm doing. I'm so glad I the despair and wounds These are the advantages of not being human Baby, I'm like Superman